Hey, this is Cheer Boy Mom from Atlanta, Georgia, and you're listening to Let's Talk Cheer. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up, you tuning in to Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 90. Not sure if there's going to be a 91, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today, but because of the holidays, Brittany and I couldn't link up this week. So we have on Chris Comfort, aka Cheer Boy Mom of TikTok, stopping by to chat. We talk all things cheer. We talk about clean teams versus sloppy teams at competitions. Chris gives us some of her cheer mom budget hacks, and we have cheer A to Z, and we're on the letter L this week. And for everyone joining us over on YouTube, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for checking out the show. Definitely don't forget to smash that like button and support us as we grow this channel. Shout out to my mother, Sheila, Claire, Sarah, Robin, Adriana, Chanel, Tamara, myself, my mysterious supporter, Heather Peterson of Flipside, Pablo, and our newest mate, Michelle. Thank you for your donations. Our show is better because of you. And if you want to financially support the show, link in the show notes, link in the description. And guys, if you're wondering how you can support the podcast without actually donating money, the best way to do that is simply share the podcast. Send it to a friend, send it to another coach, post it on your social media. That really helps out the show, and I truly appreciate the support. Speaking of sharing on your social media, guys, we are still doing our Instagram giveaway. They've been going so well, so we're going to keep on doing it. I'm giving away a free coach's training. We'll hop on a Zoom call together. You, the other coaches in your gym, the owner, whoever needs to be on the call, will hop on, talk some cheer. I have several things I talk about at clinics. I have several things I can talk about just based on my experience. We'll talk all those things, all your pain points, and help you guys have a better season. And if you're a parent, you can win on behalf of your gym. I guess you can win on behalf of another gym if you want to help the gym down the street. Not sure why you do that, but you could do that if you want it as well. All you have to do is share this podcast on your Instagram story and tag me in the post and you're entered. That's it. Screenshot the podcast, post it on your story, tag me in the post. You are entered. Winners will be announced or the winner will be announced in episode 95, The More Shares the more entries. You, all the coaches go, you guys all enter together. You do that several weeks, I guarantee you're going to win eventually. Lastly, before we get into the episode, we have merch coming out. That's right, I said it, merch coming out. This will be another great way to support the podcast so that we can make it better and better for your listening and now visual pleasure. We will start pre-sale for the merch on January 17th. Again, January 17th, a great way to support the podcast by rocking a Let's Talk Cheer podcast t-shirt. I'm the cheer director at AmericanCheerAKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a real-life cheer parent who represents all of our parent listeners. Why be miserable when you can live in comfort? Chris Comfort, a.k.a. Cheer Boy Mom, welcome back to the show. Chris, welcome back to the show. You're in your RV. Tell us all about the RV trip. Um, how have you been? Oh, my goodness. We have been great, um, but it has been seven months, and we've seen 28 states plus D.C., so it has been yeah. a whirlwind of of travel and all that kind of stuff. There we go. So um, love it. So glad we got to do it. Really got to experience a lot of different um, things, but I am very glad to be back home, mm -hmm. back in our gym, all that kind of stuff. So there we go. So you did very glad to be. Here. I know you got as far west as California. Where else did you like name some of these other like random places that you stopped at? Oh gosh, we went from Georgia all the way north to Pennsylvania. Um, Maryland, DC. Then we went all the way west to Montana, Wyoming. 
then down south to California and then back straight across. So through Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. There we go. So it was like a giant loop. Yep. We it, it was it was amazing the difference between being at one point we were within shouting distance of the Canadian border and at another point we were we could see Mexico from mm. our campsite. Yeah. So you know, that's super cool. We were on the Gulf of Mexico. It was just, it was a, it was everywhere. I feel like we touched everywhere. So. Now I know you did this. I know you did this in the beginning of the journey, but I'm not sure if you continued it. I know that you were stopping by different gyms, doing private lessons. Did you do that throughout the entire, the entire trip? We, we did that for probably the first half of the trip. Mm -hmm. Um, and then due to some other reasons, we started needing to, um, we didn't have as clear of a path of where we were going. Mm -hmm. And so it was harder to plan because, you know, especially as you get around the Thanksgiving, Christmas holidays with comp season ramping up for gyms, they just, nobody has enough time mm -hmm. to have essentially a stranger one-off come in and, yeah. you know, give privates. We yeah, were much, sure. it was much easier to do that with gyms towards the beginning of the season. Yeah. No, um, during the summer. But the last you know, eight weeks or so was really that big push towards comp season starting. Everybody has showcases. Then Thanksgiving, first really big comps like Battle Under the Big Top mm -hmm. and then into into Christmas. So yeah. we're here now, though, and Grace Olivia has been in the gym every day since we yeah. <laughs> since we got back. Yeah. So. All right. So real quick, before we get into the rest of the show, just give me a random story from the trip. It could be cheer related. It could be just something funny that happened along the way. Give me something. Oh my gosh. This blew my mind. It is like my, we do a lot of the national historic sites and the national park service stuff because um, every fourth grader in the United States, every single fourth grader can get a pass to go to those places for free. You can go everything from Yellowstone to the DC Washington, D.C. area historic sites. Anything that has a fee, a fourth grader and their family can go for free. So that was kind of our drive this year with Coleman, my fourth grader. We went to um, Saguaro National Park. And I have seen cactuses forever. You know, you draw a cactus and it's got little arms coming out and things like that. I did not know that cactuses didn't even start getting little arm things until they're between 75 and 80 years old. Hmm. So is, when you yeah. picture these cactuses that have all the little arms coming out, they're like 150 yeah. or more years old. Crazy. I had no, like, this is, this is Georgia girl in, you know, South Louisiana girl. You want to talk about Spanish moss or gators? <laughs> I can do that all day long. I had no idea that that was like, that about cactuses yeah. and it's my it's my new favorite little fun fact there we go that's i tell it to cool. everyone i'm like you're gonna hear a bunch of them but that's my yeah cact cactuses being really old is my is my new there favorite fun fact. i love that <laughs> that's that's really cool that's a really cool fact there we go good stuff and i actually really like that fact that um fourth graders can get into all their you know all the you know state parks yeah it's or, called you know, every yeah. kid in a park every mm -hmm. kid in a park and just look for it under the government website like search for it with the government website but it is they get a really cool card like it's a hard plastic card mm -hmm. um and they get to show it and rangers just it, it's really cool um he often he was the one that had to go up and you know show his card to mm -hmm. pay for us to enter the big parks and stuff we did zion and arches and all those big ones um so yeah that's a really cool thing fourth graders yeah. across the united states there we go all right people we miss um they have this thing called camp keep in Bakersfield and it's all the sixth graders, sixth or seventh graders. And they all, it's like a camping trip, but they all, go, it's like this, it's a rite of passage for every Bakersfield, Bakersfieldian kid that they go to camp keep, but they have to <laughs> miss practice for a week. Right. And they all go and they go down to, they have them at different places anyway. But all I heard when you said every fourth grader, now I'm like, you know, right now it's every seventh grader misses a week of practice. Right. Now every fourth grader is going to be missing a week because they're going to, you know, see the Washington Monument. All the different yeah. places. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Let's um, hop into the show. Our first segment of the day is Tick Talk Cheer Talk. So I've been a lot more active on TikTok. And this is basically where I respond to people 
in my comments, right? I, I post a video, people comment, and then I want to respond to the comment, but it's more, I need more than 160 characters to actually respond yeah. back. And I'm like, no, I'm putting you on the podcast. Like you're getting on blast. So it's actually really yeah. cool. I like that. Um, I like that this is our first segment that we're going to do together because that's how I came in contact with you, with your viral, you know, score sheet. Yeah. You know, video. So um, tell people how they can reach you on TikTok real quick. So I am on all my social media is Cheerboy Mom. Um, you can find me all one word, Cheerboy Mom, on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, yeah, so it's pretty easy to remember. Yep. I think. I, I th <laughs> and yeah, that's Mom. where we are. That, that's where she is. Has a yeah. great TikTok. A lot, a lot better than mine. But I'm on there. I'm having fun. Clips from the show. And like I said, I respond to people in the uh, comments. And if you leave a crazy enough comment, you might find yourself here on the show. So here we go. Let's uh, get into this comment. So I, um, I posted a video. It was a clip from the show about you always have the opportunity to water down. You can always water down the routine, you know, up until the moment they step on the floor. Like you always, you can always make the right choice for your kids if they are struggling to hit something. And then someone responded and said, let's find this comment. I've attended comps where messy but hard routines have won, and it's hard to justify to my team why ours is clean, watered down, and hit, but didn't win. So I had to respond to that. So she's basically saying, you know, I'm saying, hey, you always have the opportunity to water down. You always have the opportunity to water down. Don't forget that, coaches. And she's like, you know, I'm not sure if that's if I can do that, because I've been to competitions where the messy but difficult team has won over the clean and, you know, less difficult team. You know, Chris, I'm going to let you go first because you are the 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 cheer mom score sheet expert. So I, I want to get your take on this and then and then I'm going to tee off. I'll probably talk for 20 minutes straight. But go ahead. What, 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 right. do, what do you hear? So this always frustrates me um, because I get that people don't understand cheer scoring. It is difficult, but I take it back to football. Yeah, that's great. If your kicker gave you three beautiful field goals, but that's only worth six points. And if the other team, it doesn't matter how messy their touchdowns were, they only needed one touchdown and one good kick to, to get seven points and beat you. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it doesn't, it's so much more about what your team can do that it's not about, it's not always about how perfect it looks. And if they're doing something harder, they deserve more credit for that. Mm -hmm. And that's what they got. That's why they beat you because they did something harder, something worth more points. And so for me, it's like if, if you even as a parent can admit that your team's routine is watered down, then you should be demand, you know, you should be up there demanding your kid does more like, mm -hmm. like get out there, get, get the skill because in the end you're competing against the same skills. Mm -hmm. Let's take level three. You're competing against level three skills. Someone who's doing the lower level three skills Versus someone who's attempting and striving and hitting, even if it's not perfect, those upper level three skills, well, they're, they're doing something that's worth more points. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to get more points. You, you can't make a free throw in basketball and beat the team that's always hitting the three pointers. Very true. You, no you know, they're just, they're just not the same. Yeah. 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 And I will, I will say this. Um, there's, Here's what I feel is happening because I, I feel like I hear this a lot in the coaches community, that exact statement as far as they were sloppy, we were clean, but they won because they had more difficulty. Um, and this, I hear that a lot, but I don't see it a lot. And here's what typically happens. The losing team, the team, well. The team that did not win. Yeah, Rochelle. <laughs> yeah. Rochelle, who, who left the comment. I will say this. Either you, either the team that won wasn't as wasn't as sloppy as you claim they are, or you're not as clean as you claim you are. Those are the two scenarios. True. Because it's it's very rare that the clean team doesn't win and cheer anymore. It's very rare 
that the, the clean team that hit a great routine, it's very rare that that team doesn't win anymore. The difficulty scores, there's, there's not a ton of gap in separation in difficulty on the difficulty side of the score sheet. And we're talking about the last year's score sheet, not this year's score sheet. This year, there's basically no uh, separation. But there's not a ton of room between... There's not a ton of room to gain in difficulty for the way it used to be. Back when I cheered, the difficult team would have the upper edge versus the clean team. And it's just the way the score sheet was designed. But in the last however many years, the score sheet is designed to reward the clean team. So... Of course, there are teams that have more difficulty who might be a little bit sloppier, who get the edge because of their difficulty. That does happen. But the way this this is this uh, question or the way this was um, presented in my comments was that we were clean, they were sloppy, and they still won. Really, just based on that, and I and I don't, I don't get the feeling that again they were as sloppy as you claim them to be, or you were as clean as you claimed them to be. The second thing, the second thing we've got to stop doing as coaches is, is shifting the blame to other reasons why our teams lost. Now, Chris, I'm going to tell you a great story. And this is a great story that the entire audience has heard before, but I don't think I've ever told it on a podcast. So are you, are you cool if, if we get into uh, story time with Jason? Yeah. Here we go. I know, right? You said, no, I'm good. <laughs> Let's pass. Um, <laughs> story time with Jason. It's fine. No, let's do it. Let's story time with Jason. Here we go. A story we all know. So um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? We've all heard this story. And God places Adam and Eve in the garden. And he says, you can eat from all the trees in the garden, except for that tree right there, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? And and so, you know, they're chilling. And eventually the serpent comes down and says, Eve, you should have some of this fruit. If you have some of this fruit, you're going to be awesome. And you're going to, you know, God is holding back from you. You need to have some of this fruit. So Eve takes the fruit. She eats it. And she's like, oh, this is great. This is really good. And then she goes, hey, Adam, you should have some of this fruit as well. And then Adam's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll have some fruit too. So he had, he takes a bite of the fruit. And after he takes a bite of the fruit, God comes down and goes, Adam, what have you done? And then Adam goes, the woman you gave me, you know, gave you the fruit. <laughs> yeah. And so he, he shifted the blame twice. He said the woman. So he first, he blames the woman, the woman that you gave me, you know, did this. She, you know, she did this. Uh, and there's a reason why we're in trouble. And then he's like, you know what? And now that I think about it, you gave me the woman. So, you know what, God, this is your fault that we're in this predicament right now. Right. The woman you gave me deceived me. Right. Or, you know, gave us the fruit. And then God goes over to Eve and goes, Eve, what's going on here? And then she goes, the serpent deceived me, right? And then so she shifts and passes the buck and shifts the blame and doesn't take responsibility herself. And we as people have been doing it ever since. And we as coaches do it every single day. We blame the kids. We blame the parents. We blame the other coaches in the gym. We blame the other team because they steal all their kids from us. And, you know, we, we blame the judges. And we find every reason why we lost a competition other than the fact that I didn't do my homework. I, you know, I need to study up more on how to coach. I need to be a better motivator. I need to study the score sheet. I need to clean more. I need to run a more efficient practice. Like we find every other reason why it's not our fault, including, you know, it's the judge's fault because they are not rewarding the clean teams. So that's one thing that we've got to do as coaches is stop finding excuses of why you know, we didn't cut it because we were going to have far better results when we look ourselves in the mirror and go, you know what? Our running tumbling score, you know, we got dinged in running tumbling execution. I need to find out how to get my ankles together in our back handsprings. Okay. So 
find drills, find different ways, get your ankles together in your back handsprings, find different ways that you can clean, you know, reach out to other coaches. How do you guys clean your stunt sequences? How do you teach a full up straight to heel stretch? Like whatever it is, find, take this opportunity to, to better yourself as a coach instead of blaming you know, everyone else, why your team isn't performing or scoring the way you want them to score. That's my soliloquy, my soliloquy. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I, um, I think you're absolutely okay. right. Your, your team got the score that your team earned. And in the end, it doesn't matter what anybody else did. If your team didn't do what your team needed to do to get the highest score. Mm-hmm. And there's a great quote. They say this in football a lot. I watch a lot of ESPN. A lot of ESPN, lots of Fox Sports. But there's a great quote that they always say. You are what your record says you are, right? You are what your record says you are. So if you're 7-1, and one, then you're 7-1. and one. Like, you're a good team, right? If you're 1-7, then you're not a good team. Like, no matter what, like, you are what your record says you are. Like, you are what the score sheet says you are, right? Like, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. And, or, you know, take that, you know, take, take it on the chin and go, okay, like, then we've got to be better. I I promise all coaches, you will be a far better coach looking at yourself first in the mirror, instead of blaming, you know, everyone and everything else for, for your shortcomings. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's, um, oh, before we get to the break, guys, before we get to the break, I haven't said this yet, but guys, we are still running the Instagram giveaway be sure to share this on your Instagram, tag me in the post at Jason Larkins or on your story and you're entered to win a free coaches training. Also, I'm going to say this too. We have our pre-order t-shirts. We have merch guys. We're, we're going to get some merch. So pre-order t-shirts starting on, I believe January 17th. So get ready for that. We're going to have some t-shirts coming out, but now, now we can get to a break. Owners, directors, coaches, we are in comp season now. So if you're looking for a second set of eyes as you're gearing up for your big events, I'd love to help out. You send me a video of your routine and I send you a video back of your routine with what I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I've done this for have gone on to be world champions, NCAA all-star champions, NCAA collegiate champions, summit champions, and D2 summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at Jason Larkins, or you can reach me on Instagram at Jason Larkins or on the Let's Talk Cheer podcast Instagram, Let's Talk Cheer podcast. And we're back. So, Chris, we're going to get into this Sounds Like That question of the week. Sounds Like That, the official music producer of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast and all of our American cheer tracks. So, if you are looking for some fire music, actually, power music. I'm going to plug power music real quick because power music owns Sounds Like That. But power music does pre-made mixes, guys. So, pre-made mixes, if you... If you have a midseason team, so this is exactly what our midseason team is going to do. Our midseason team just started, and we're not going to spend you know thousands of dollars on a brand new track. So we're going to get a pre-made mix where we can go in, pick what songs we want, we can pick a couple of voiceovers, and you know it will save us significant amounts of money, uh, insurmountable, immeasurable amount of money for for that. So powermusic.com or soundslikethat.com and um. Yeah, so uh, Chris, what's our question of the week? Our question of the week comes today from a comment left on one of the previous podcasts of yours. And it says, are private lessons necessary to progress skills? I try to do them when I can for my cheerleader, but due to a strict budget, cannot always afford them. Should tumbling time at the gym be designed to progress athletes in tumbling? I know each athlete is different on what is needed for their tumbling, but what if a parent cannot afford consistent privates? Background or context? Child also does any open tumbling, makes every tumbling class and practices at home on their tumble track and a private lesson here or there. Thoughts? Thanks. And then I love this last part. Maybe a convo about cheer budget hacks for parents would also be great. 
There we go. So thank you for the question. Great question. Guys, if you have a question, you can go to the show notes or the link in the description. And there's a little a link in there that says, you know, click here for to leave a question. So you can leave a question there. Lots of people DM me questions. So link in the show notes, DM me and we'll, um, you know, we try to answer every single question that comes through. So, you know, join the show. Um, but great question asking, do we need to do private lessons? Is it necessary to do private lessons in order to move up and to advance? Um, or if we can't do private lessons, where are some things we can do instead of that? And any cheer budget hacks? So we'll try to attack all of those things. I'm sure I forgot some things. It was a long question, but um, here we go. So no, um, private lessons aren't ne necessarily necessary. Now, if I had, this is what I tell our parents at American, if I had an unlimited budget and unlimited time, then yes, I would put my daughter in private lessons. She would be on her team. She would, she would have her tumbling class and she'd be in a private lesson, right? And I would think the same for all, you know, athletes. I would recommend that to all athletes. Maybe, you know, and I grew up as you know, boys kind of have a little bit different because boys typically are a little bit stronger and they have less fear. And so they'll just try things. They don't need as much one-on-one -on -one coaching as girls, not because they're, it's just because of those two things. Boys are typically stronger. So they just have more strength and more muscle and they have less fear. So they'll just like try things. Like they'll just do things at open gym and you'll just like, Oh, okay. I guess, I guess you got your double full now. Um, but, you know, speaking of my daughter, I would do, I would, me personally would have her in a class, would have her in a private lesson, maybe two classes, maybe two private lessons and, and kind of balance that. Now I grew up, I did cheer, right. And I did not do private lessons. I probably did less than five my entire life as an actual athlete. Um, and, and, and five is being really generous. I remember two specifically, like my very first day, actually, I wasn't even a private lesson. I was a class, but it was just two of us. It was me and my cousin. So it felt like a private lesson. Um, <laughs> so it was, yeah. So I did, I, I really only remember doing one private lesson. Now my sister probably did more than that, but it's, I don't remember my sister having like a standing private lesson. Like lots of kids do like every Tuesday at five o'clock is my lesson. Like, I don't remember my sister having a standing private lesson all, you know, every week throughout her, her cheer career. So again, I, I got pretty decent at cheerleading without private lessons. My sister got really good at cheerleading without a ton of private lessons. Um, so it's not necessary. Again, I would recommend it, but I do understand that, that families have restrictions, whether it's a time restriction or if it's a financial restriction, if those restrictions come into place, a couple things I would do. I do recommend open gym. Lots of kids will get skills just being in the gym and going every single day. But here's the one thing I actually do want to recommend. I, I said that one first, but it's not the number one. The number one thing I would recommend for families who can't afford private lessons or really can't, even if you can't afford classes, even if you can afford these things, I would still recommend this. But to work on at home, work on your shapes, work on your flexibility and to work on your strength, work on shapes, work on flexibility and work on your strength. You can do all three of those. You can do all three of those things at home for free. Right. And so shapes, right. Just your basic shapes. Um, you can do the lunge, you focus, make master way perfect lunges like and so, and these are very very basic things but if you can master them then you have the you have the pieces needed for the coach to put together all of the you know if you have the foundational pieces then you can then you can start to get molded into you know a great tumbler right so the all very basic things this isn't going to be any you know oh my gosh but very ba basic shapes the lunge, master how to do a lever, master uh, a handstand, right? Handstands every single day. You can do hollow body shape. You can master your candlestick, your tuck shape, 
your Superman, right? All of those shapes right there. And those are just few of the basic ones. Um, you master all of those shapes, get really, really strong and proficient in all of those shapes. You will a hundred percent be a better tumbler. Get really, really strong. Lots of leg workouts, like work out your posterior chain, right? So it's like your glutes and your hamstrings and your calves, right? All the, basically the backside posterior, the backside of your, um, of your muscles, that, 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 that group right there, that muscle group, lower back work all of the posterior chain. You'll get really, really strong work. The core, you know, shoulder strength, all of that work, all of that work, your flexibility. If you do all of those things, I promise you, you will be a better tumbler just by virtue of doing those basics. If you ever look over at gymnastics, we have a gymnastics gym, like we're a gymnastics cheer gym and we have all these different sports gymnasts practice like quadruple the amount of time that cheerleaders are in the gym, right? They're in the gym more days a week for more hours a week, right? Our, I think our gymnasts practice six days a week, maybe five, six, at least five, but I'm thinking six days a week, they're in the gym. I know for sure they're in there Monday through Friday. Maybe they have one weekday off, but then they're in there in the weekend. So they're in there five, six days a week. And then they're in there for like four hour stints at a time, right? And so if you ever look over at our gymnasts, they're working all of those things always, always the super basic elements of, of the sport, handstands, levers, um, you know, core exercises. They're doing like simple strength and they're doing flexibility. All of those things always, because they have the, they have the, they have the luxury of time on their side being a gymnast. We don't have that luxury. So I would recommend that cheerleaders, cheerleaders really get into that. The other thing, um, well, I will stop there because I think that is plenty of an answer. I already kind of mentioned open gym, but really I would focus on, again, shapes, strength, and flexibility. Chris, anything you want to add on? Um, to I think for me, this was a, a different question because our gym actually part of your tuition for the team goes to a tumble class. But that tumble class is about progressing mm -hmm. the athlete, whereas team practices are about progressing the team. So you can be on a level three team, but you're in a level four tumble class because that's the level tumbling you're working on. Mm -hmm. uh, so I realize that's different. A lot of mm -hmm. gyms don't, don't do it that way. Um, so for us, all our coaches do privates, but they tend to do privates when a kid has a block or um, a lot of times it's when they're prepping to be on like their school's competition team or something like that. As far as budget hacks go, and I think this actually goes along with the idea of privates and being able to afford privates, you're exactly right. If, if you are a strong, flexible athlete, you will progress when you're in the gym. And strength and flexibility come can come outside of the gym on your own time in your own home, holding giant, you know, soup cans above your head with your arms locked out right and the proper grips on them, you know, stretching videos. Oh my gosh, YouTube is full of good flexibility videos, videos of, you know, people that are actual trusted professionals that are doing these flexibility videos. You can access those for free. Target, Walmart, all of them have weights. Um, something that I have seen done, especially for flyers, is the idea of just getting one of the larger yoga blocks and using that. It doesn't have to be that high off the ground. It's not about being high off the ground. It's having that little bit of a lift so you can practice your body positions in the air. Uh, and one of my favorite things that I saw was so, put put a larger soup can like the chunky Campbell soup can in a cheer shoe. And then literally your base is gripping that shoe correctly above their heads with their arms in the correct positions. Um, Cause that soup can will become very heavy very quickly, but it helps them. It helps them deal with the weight, like the, the fatigue that comes from being in that position and the proper position grip positions at the same time. And so you get that dual education, your brain is getting that information and being able to, you know, work it out. And so that's what I think is really important. Your athlete does not have to have privates. If your athlete is working on their flexibility, no matter what 
position they are because everybody jumps, everybody, you know, everybody needs to be flexible, not just flyers and working on their strength. And again, that's every position because your flyers need to be strong too. They need to hold themselves in the air and be light for your bases to be able to do their jobs. So there we go. Real quick, before you get to budget hacks, let me, um, let me throw this out there. You know, I, I mentioned this before when we're comparing boys to girls. And I said, boys just generally have less fear than girls when it comes to tumbling. They're just not scared of getting hurt. Um, but it's more, that's a mental thing. Yeah. Right. And so when I was in cheering another, it's story time Yay. with Jason again, when I was cheering my first year cheering our coach, we were going to try to do full-ups that year. And so our coach sat us all down and he's trying to teach us how to do full-ups. Now, this is my first year cheering. I have zero business <clears throat> trying to learn how to do a co-ed full-up. Like this is co-ed, one guy, yeah. one girl, tossing her up, doing a full twist, catching her, right? Not an all-girl, not a group stunt full-up, real co-ed full-up. I have zero business trying to learn how to do a full-up. But I'm a boy on the team, so I'm sitting down with the rest of the boys. And he's teaching us how to do it. And he's like, you know, you're going to you're gonna toss her, you're going to flick, and you're turn your hand to the front, and then you're going to, you know, you're going to catch her, right? And, and he goes, guys, I promise you, just do this. Just work on that motion every day. The toss, the flick, turning your hand to the front and catching the full up. Just do it every day. Do a bunch of them every night. He's like, I promise you, you'll, you'll get good at doing full ups. The muscle memory will be there. Again, I have zero <laughs> business working full ups, but I start doing that every night. I literally do that every night. I probably do 50 to 100 of them every single night of this flick, turn my hand to the front, catch the full up grip. Right. And I just, and I imagine how to do a full up. Imagine how to do a full up. Imagine how to do a full up. I do it religiously. I have no idea why I just do. Anyway, towards the end of the season, I, we were having like open gym. We already went to UCA national. So our season was basically done. Uh, we had one more competition, but like our big competition was done. Right. And so we we're doing a lot more like kind of open gym stuff at practice where we get a lot more free time just to work on whatever. And there was one girl on the team who was really, really small. Her name was B and B was super small and I could kind of toss her around a little bit. And so I, you know, I'm doing like toss libs with her and I'm like, okay, I'm actually doing toss libs. Like I, I can do this it's pretty cool. And I go, Hey B, can we, can we try a full up? And she's like, yeah, sure. Right. She has no idea. Right. Right. She's got no clue. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. So I go, okay, I again, zero business doing full-ups. And I go, yeah, let's do full-up lib. So I go, toss it. And this only this only really going to make sense to like co-ed stunters, I guess. But she goes, she, she pulls immediate. She doesn't like target, like go two feet first and then pull lib. She goes, full-up, immediate lib. I caught a perfect full-up grip to the top my very first try. And, and I remember thinking like how amazed I was at that. And it was it was solely because I practiced that, that flick and turned my hand, you know, every single night for, you know, months leading up to that point where I was able to catch a perfect full up with this girl the very first time I tried it. Right. And so the power of being able to visualize yourself doing a skill and seeing yourself doing it over and over and over again with correct technique, I promise you works. So you can also do that as well. Um, and real quick, I know I'm talking I, I, all, all these stories I want to tell. Lark, um, Lark Wood, he owns okay. Fierce Connection. Owns Fierce Connection, sold to Varsity. Anyway, but Lark Wood from 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 Fierce Connection, he has a son named Braden, and their thing is hashtag No Days Off. So Braden plays soccer. He practices. His thing is that he never has a day off, and that he practices every day. Either he goes to practice, like he actually has practice. So I'm guessing he has practice three days a week for a soccer team or so, two three days a week for soccer. But then on his off days where he doesn't actually have practice, he has to do something at home. And so it was his journey. He's been documenting his journey and he's gotten significantly better. At, he's like a whole right. new kid yeah. um, because he practices at least 15 minutes a day at home working on some, you know, some form of his game, you know, dribbling, you know, agility. What, whatever it is, he's working on some form of his, on, on, on his game. And I talked to him and Lark's like, no, he is completely different. Like how one, his focus and his work ethic is obviously like, right. is there, but his skills, he's like, he's just a whole new kid. And he's like, and it's because he does, he takes at least, you know, 15, 20 minutes every day to focus on one part of his game. And he's just a whole new, 
you know, kids. So hashtag nose days off. Um, let's uh, get started. Anyway, I've talked forever. Chris, hook us up. What are some of these, these budget hacks? Budget hacks. Um, I, my favorite budget hack is, yeah, you know what? All those cute gym wear and stuff out there that's super expensive. Like that, that's, that's holiday present or birthday present type of practice wear. Okay. You need to, Amazon has some good brands, Dick's Sporting Goods, DSG is their brand is actually one of my favorites. Um, I got new sports bras for my girls solid colors. You just need solid colors. If your kid is going to be in the gym constantly, and I'm not talking like, obviously there's practice wear, but the, the rest of the time when they just want to go be a little gym rat and, you know, play on the, on the floor and get some reps in just black shorts and shirt or whatever your gym colors are, you know, that to me is huge. Your child does not have to have a hydro flask. My child has a, one of my children has a hydro flask. Um, the other two have dollar general water bottles because I am not paying that kind of money to then have to sort through lost and found and try to find their water bottles. You know, um, I heard that there's so many of those like basic things that I think parents want to keep up with all the other kids, you know, keep up with the other families. We got to keep up with the Joneses. Um, your kid is a competition cheerleader. They are already getting more than a lot of kids out there. We know this sport is expensive. You, they don't have to have everything that every other cheerleader had. Um, so that's why I am really a big fan of solid color, well-made items. Even, even things like the hydro flask, you get a solid color hydro flask. I'm not paying an extra 40 bucks to have something, you know, fancy or gym branded, you can have a solid colored hydro flask. Um, to me, that's a, that's a huge one. Number two, if you travel, become a part of like pick a brand for us. It's Marriott. I've got a friend who is, she does the Hilton brands and always stay in the same hotel brand. Because through cheer, you will build up your nights. You will build up your free nights. You will build up your points. You'll be able, you'll, you know, so many times these rewards programs don't actually give you any benefit, but you, we all travel so much for cheer. You will quickly see an actual benefit. I'm at the point now with Marriott where my favorite thing is I have consistent late checkout. I don't have to check out of my room until 4 p.m. Ever, no matter what hotel I'm at. That's what level I'm at. It is such a relief. What a small relief it seems right now. But when you're in the heat of the moment, when your kid has to be at the competition in a far, far, you know, far away city, uh, they compete at 10 o'clock in the morning and their awards are at one and you can do all that and then go back to the hotel and pack up. And things like that, you know, so picking a hotel brand and sticking with it, if you're a travel on a travel team, I think that's huge because very, very quickly, those companies want your business and you will see those rewards um, and those things that make life easier. And it's easier to get the discounts when you're already a part of that. Um, so that's practice wear or clothing, travel. Uh, if you don't, if your whole family doesn't go, find a travel buddy. You know, everyone doesn't have to have a private room. Now, I, my family doesn't have travel buddies because we are travel buddies. There's five of us, you know. Um, but it, a lot of these parents where it's one parent and the cheerleader that travels will get another parent and another cheerleader and share a room with them. That's, that builds community. That builds the teams. That, that is such a great thing emotionally, again, especially for the younger, well, I say, especially for the younger kids who it's good to have, but really the older kids, they need that comfort and that let's go back to a room with someone on, you know, one of my teammates and just sit and eat pizza. Um, that's the other thing, just order pizza to the hotel room. You don't have to go out to eat every time you travel, you know, uh, stay at, stay at the hotel. And then my other budget hack 
is to spend money when you need to, to make your life easier. I think sometimes budget hacks become, how can I do this the cheapest? But sometimes, for instance, cheer sport in Atlanta. Obviously, I live in Atlanta, but I consistently have had a child who is the first on the first team of the day. You know what? It is worth it to me to not pay for parking in downtown Atlanta, not pay for gas going back and forth, and not to deal with the stress of waking a child up at three o'clock in the morning to just get a hotel and spend the night next to the venue, you know? And so I think part of budget hacks is spending money when it's necessary and not spending money when it's not necessary. You don't have, there are some moms that are blessed with the ability to, I say moms, parents who are blessed with the ability to gift every child on the team, something beautiful. You know what? Sometimes it, it, there's nothing wrong with being the mom that makes sure every kid has a snicker bar or, you know, a Gatorade because yeah. you got him at bulk at Sam's. That's okay too. And those, or a hug, I can promise you there are, the Gatorade is going to get finished long before I can promise you every single girl is going to carry whatever bag somebody bought, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so don't you can provide for your team, for your child, for your athlete in the way that you can do it and embrace that embrace being able to, to yeah. do that. Or maybe you're someone who does not have that money, but I can promise you there's somebody that has the money that doesn't have the time or patience to, to do the, the gift or the job or the task say that. Hey, if someone's willing, I'm willing to put cups together with goodies for all the athletes. Um, here's the wish list on Amazon. If y'all want to buy them and have them sent to me, I'll put everything together and make sure that, you know, they're from us. So yeah, that's, you know, th- those are my, my stuff, big Chris. hacks and how I survive with so many kids in love cheer it. at one time. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Absolutely great stuff. I knew I knew you were gonna have some good stuff. I was like, dude, Chris gonna have some good stuff. Um, real quick, this is just a public service announcement because you mentioned about the oh. hydro flask and lo- I don't have time for you to lose a hydro flask. Um, guys, parents, please, I am begging you. I try to tell this to our parents at American, and I shake my head every time it happens. Put your kid's name or their initials in their t-shirts, please, parents. And I'm talking to our American parents right now. I, I've yes. said it for years and every, you know, the kids come to practice, they are in their practice wear, right. And they're in their t-shirt and then they get hot and they take their t-shirt off and they throw it on the ground and, you know, and they're yeah, practicing yeah. their sports bra. And then after practice, I have five t-shirts and I go, these kids left their t-shirts here. And I go, and I go to the tag and I go, I don't know whose t-shirt it is. And right. everyone's a medium, <laughs> right? Like everyone's a youth small or a youth large or whatever. And so, you know, if I happen to know what team it was, but you know, usually I don't collect right. the t-shirts mm-hmm. until the end of the night. So the whole gym has already been there. So it's one of 300 kids and I'm like, okay, I don't know whose t-shirt it is. So parents, I'm telling you right now, if you're listening, take out your kids' t-shirts, put their initials on it because everyone leaves their t-shirt at the gym and you know, everyone's, you know, you're going to be able to get your stuff back. Cause at the end of the year, I just go, Hey kids, we're having a fire sale. It's not even a fire come sale. We're having it. a giveaway. So <laughs> have every t-shirt that you want. Yeah. Come take it. Cause I don't want it in the gym anymore. We have, so, I, will, I will say that being from the South, anyway. um, we have lots of lost and found, but we also have a solid, you got to monogram everything down here. So, <laughs> so we do have mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, I pick up something and I'm like, Oh, there's only so many children that have this monogram. I will, you know, set it here. But yeah. you're, you're, oh my gosh, you're yeah, right. Just sure. please, when everybody gets the exact same thing, please just put your child's name in it first. Number one thing. Mm-hmm. 100%. There we go. That is our tip of the day. So, um, yeah, guys, uh, speaking of t-shirts, we have pre-sale coming up January 17th. 
pre-sale. Let's talk to your t-shirts and then share the podcast on your Instagram story. I got to keep plugging it. Share it on your Instagram story. Do it right now. Win the contest. That being said, let's get to a break. All right, guys, and we are back. We're going to get into our cheer A to Z. So if it's your first time here, cheer A to Z is where we go through the alphabet, and I give you a coaching tip based on that letter. And this week, we are on L. Last time we did J, but I'm skipping K. You know, I like K, but I like L more. So we're going to skip the L. And um, here we go. Actually... I'm not going to tell the story anymore, but here we go. We're going to L. So L stands for love you guys, proud of you guys, no matter what. So this is, you know, I started this. I just wanted the athletes. I tell this to the athletes at the beginning of every practice, at the end of every practice. It's the last thing I say to them before they step onto the stage when they compete. If they have a terrible day at competition, then it's definitely like the first thing I'll say to the athletes. I just want our athletes to know that we love them and that we're proud of them no matter the results on the floor. Because a lot of time I feel that athletes, they feel that they have to win the love of their coaches or even their parents sometimes, right? That they have to win this love from them based on that their love is conditional is a condition based on their performance. And I try to drill it into our head, into their heads that it's not based on your performance. And, you know, we're a gym that we try to go out and win every single competition. We're a highly competitive gym and we want to go and win every single competition. But I don't want the athletes to think that, that they're only loved when they go out there and win competitions or when they get a new skill or whatever the case may be. So I try to like emphasize that as much as I can, like, Hey guys, we love you guys. And we're proud of you guys, no matter what, like you guys just go out there, have some fun today. And, you know, we'll let the results, you know, deal with themselves, but just know that we love you guys. So, you know, that's just like one piece of advice I give coaches that I want to give coaches because a lot of time, even as an athlete, I felt like that at times our coach just only loved us when we were doing, you know, doing great. Right. And so, you know, it's funny that you, that you said that and that that's, this is the letter that we're on when I came to visit you again. Um, because that is something that my daughter and I actually have a code signal. Like she has a code signal. She has a hand motion. She does when she needs me to stop being coach and start being mom. And, um, she uses it with my son too, when she needs her brother to stop being coach and start being brother. And I have found that that is so important, but it works both ways. It lets me be her mom and love on her, but also be the coach that says, Hey, you want this. I know you can accomplish this. I believe in you. So I'm going to push you to do it. And in that moment, when she says, stop, I need, I need a hug and I just need to be told I love you no matter what. And I, I love the fact that because we set that up, because we, we have that, um, communication that she is able to ask me for it when she needs to hear it verbally, but yet is secure enough to know that it's always there. And that has, you know, I think parents in general need to know that if, if you're not like you pay a lot of money for coaches to coach. And to be honest, I will back off a lot once she's back in the gym with, uh, you know, her coach coaches. She just doesn't, she hasn't had one for seven months in that way. That's been my job, you know? Um, and I will back off considerably when she has her coach coaches to, you know, be on um, her team. So, That is that. Um, The second thing is, as a team mom, this is something I have done multiple times. I have run clinics for the kids on the team that's just about how they work together, like personality, putting things together, making it work, loving each other. And one of the stories I always tell is if you have a rope hanging over the edge of a cliff and you're all tied to this rope, It doesn't matter where you cut the rope, it's going to break and you're all going to fall. So you have to stop cutting each other, like cutting anywhere you cut on that rope, you're going to cause the rope to break. 
you need to be using duct tape to, to, to reinforce that rope. In fact, the team I was team rep for last year, Slam, that came in second at Summit with one with the fifth highest score of the entire competition across the board. They had the fifth highest score and still came in second in their division. Um, we actually gave them all a roll of duct tape. That was one of their gifts on the way after, you know, headed down to Summit. Because it was like you, we love you, we support you, we care, we we know you can do this. But when you step out on that floor, you ha only have each other. Parents can't do anything else. Coaches can't do anything else. You have to love each other. You have to trust each other, and you have to make it work. Um, so I think that is that emotional security, which we know, but you know, through anything, but emotional security helps you physically be able to do something better. It helps you mentally be able to do something better. So as coaches, as parents, and as teammates, we need to, to love each other and care about each other as a whole athlete because that's how you're going to put the best performance on stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dude, I absolutely love that. You know, and I've always had that um... – that's been tinkering in my mind, but the, you, you said it perfectly, emotional security. That's exactly what we're trying yeah. to provide the athletes, emotional security, that the world isn't going to end. We're not going to hate you if you go out there and mess up like that. That's just what life is. You're going to have mistakes. Things yeah. are going to happen, but we're going to love you no matter what the results are. Emotional security, word of the week, phrase of the week. Great. Absolutely love it. Good stuff. So you mentioned something that made me think of, of this. I, 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 so I have to clear the air on this. Your, your athletes taking a year off of, of cheer, right? Cause you, you've been RV yeah. with Harvey, Har Harvey, the RV. So you've been gone guys. I am not against athletes taking a oh, year no. off of cheer. I am against athletes taking a year off for the sole reason to yes. level up. Yes. That's why I'm against. I am not against athletes. Sometimes you're just not in love with the sport anymore. You don't, you want to try volleyball. You want to try softball. You want to try football. You want to try whatever. And you go and every kid has the, has the right and should explore all those different options. I am against the thought that if I take a year off of cheer and focus only on tumbling, then I will no, level up no. next year. That's what I am against because <clears throat> you're taking the year off of cheer, obviously. And I think it's great. You guys spent all this quality well, family time going around, seeing the country. And, and I, think I will say this. Awesome. Um, um, <clears throat> we took seven months off of cheer. Uh, my daughter has her first team practice on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, and what's, we actually got back to our home Christmas day and she has been in the gym every day since then for at least five hours. You know, it is hard. Mm -hmm. yeah. She knows it's hard. She knows it's going to be hard because even though she did what she could do, it is, it is so difficult mm -hmm. to if you are the kind of person that can be that disciplined, you probably weren't taking a year off at all. You know, you were, mm -hmm. you were, you were going to be doing yeah. that practices with the team. Um, so yes, she did. We did take seven months off, um, but she will have her first team practice on Tuesday. She is, she is returning to a team. There we go. <laughs> so Take the girl, the cheer can't take That's the cheer exactly off the girl, right. There exactly right. But there's no. If she had not done that, um, if she had been out of the team, I don't, I, I don't know. And we had had the discussion that she probably would not have gone back to a level three team. She probably would have had to go down a level because it is so difficult to keep those skills, mm -hmm. much less progress and move up to a level four team next year. Yeah, for sure. I heard that. Good stuff. Well. Chris, anything else you think we need to talk about right now? Anything no, I have had a great time. Thank you so much for inviting me back. And I'm excited that today was, you know, I love the topics today. Those were all really great topics. So I felt like I could really enjoy yeah, it. Good stuff. Guys, so follow us on TikTok. If you if you wanna if you wanna influence the topics more, follow us on TikTok. You know, leave some comments and we'll get angry and we'll <laughs> yes. respond on, on here. Or you can um, you know. 
link in the show notes for uh, to leave your questions of the week. All that good stuff. Pre-orders, Instagram, leave a comment, leave a five-star rating, leave a review. I don't know. Make a donation. Until next time, five, six, seven, eight. We're out. Hey, Let's Talk Cheer Podcast listeners. Although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you're a cheer parent and need another cheer parent to relate to and want to hear things from a cheer mom's perspective, then the Cheer Mom podcast is for you. Check one of them out. Check them all out. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.